Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Here they come on third and five. Wilson, boy, somehow escapes. He's going to run for it. Plenty of green grass. Wilson stays in bounds. He's still going. And he's in. Touchdown. Zach Wilson pulling a magic trick. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore. The 20. The 10. The 5. Touchdown. Two is buried. That was Sauce Gardner. Here he goes! Goodbye and hello Enzo! And Dyke swarmed, swallowed, and sacked. Guess who? You only got one guess. Jermaine Johnson. Here's Brees Hall looking for history. Hall with his 24th straight game with a rushing touchdown into the NCAA record books. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studios, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it is time for the Jets-Dolphins postgame report. The Jets have now won two games in a row. And Zach Wilson is one of only three starting quarterbacks right now who has yet to lose in the 2022 season. The other two guys, Jalen Hurts on the 5-0 and Eagles and Cooper Rush on the 4-1 and Cowboys, of course, Rush's 4-0 that first game was started by Dak Prescott. So to talk about the game and get into all the nitty-gritty surrounding it is our friend who covers the Jets for NJ.com, Mr. Andy Vasquez. Andy, beautiful day for a football game today, and the Jets absolutely came through when they needed to. You were saying to me before we started recording that one of the big storylines here is how they delivered in the fourth quarter, and they certainly did that today in spades. Obviously, the way they played in the fourth quarter was cool to see for, for them and, and uh, you know, with a lot at stake in a game that, that really became a game that they had to win and, and should have won given uh, Miami's injury situation as, as the day developed. But, but what I thought was especially cool to see and something we have not seen a lot of in recent years is just the atmosphere and the vibe in the stadium in the fourth quarter and where the first two home games you saw fans leaving or booing and it was it was just kind of like a little bit of a nightmare, you know. There were loud chants, you know. The, some of the coolest, basically the coolest plays of the day happened in the fourth quarter, and and 
Jets fans, there were a lot of Dolphins fans there, but Jets fans had a lot to be excited about. And I just thought it was great to see that at MetLife Stadium and something we have not seen a lot of lately. And, uh, you know, I hope Jets fans enjoyed it because uh, they should. I mean, it hasn't happened lately. And it, it, there was legitimate reason to be excited when you see what the Jets' young players did and how much of a role they played in the way that fourth quarter went and, and, and the result the Jets had and really why they're at three and two right now. Uh, it's because of what we talked about before the season needed to happen for the Jets to surprise people is that these young players that they were asking to play key roles right away uh, and the new players who they were asking to step in and, and play big roles stepped up. And that's exactly what happened today. And it wasn't the prettiest win, especially the first three quarters, but the Jets are three and two. They're over 500 in October for the first time since 2017. And uh, that just means that they're going to be playing meaningful games here for at least the next several weeks. And there's a lot more work to be done, but they put themselves in a really good position. And I think Jets fans, while let's keep everything in check here, I, I think overall they should be really excited about kind of where this thing is going and, and also have some concerns. But when you see a guy like Brees Hall do what he did today, and I'm sure we're about to get into that, it's okay to be excited. That was cool. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. You mentioned Brees Hall, so let's start there because, quite frankly, the story of this game more than anything else to me, is that the Jets do not win without Brees Hall today. He was absolutely unbelievable. This is exactly what you were hoping to get from him when the Jets drafted him 
in the second round in the 2022 draft. Two catches for 100 yards, including that 79-yard play on a wheel route. The craziest part of that, of course, isn't that he got open, wide open, in fact, on that wheel route. It's that at the end of the play, the last, like, 20 yards, he had, like, two guys trying to bring him down. He was dragging them to the end zone. The visual that I compared it to is, you know, when a little kid doesn't want to see his father leaving for work in the morning, so he jumps on his father, grabs his leg, and says, no, daddy, don't go. That's what it looked like with these guys trying to keep Reese Hall from getting into the end zone, and he's just dragging him with his leg all the way down to the goal line. Michael Carter ended up finishing that with a touchdown. Hall also had 18 carries for 97 yards and a touchdown. Zach Wilson had one rushing touchdown, but other than that, this was very much a take what the defense gives you, play it safe, don't do anything too crazy game, no big mistakes, 14 of 21, 210 yards. There were two touchdowns he could have had, but Brees Hall taken down at the goal line both times. So it's kind of funny how instead of two passing touchdowns that would have been credited to him potentially, it ended up being rushing touchdowns. But Andy, I talked about this for months. I talked about it before the draft. I talked about it after the Jets drafted Brees Hall. The formula here is clearly what the Seattle Seahawks did when they drafted Russell Wilson in 2012. They brought him in and they brought him along slowly. Here were Russell Wilson's per-game passing attempts the first three years. 24, 25, 28. As you see, slightly ticked up. Marshawn Lynch's touches during that time. 21, 21, 20 per game. Brees Hall today, 22 touches. Zach Wilson, 21 throws. Now, I expect that Wilson will throw a little bit more than 21 times most weeks, but the point is they're trying to put Zach Wilson in position where when he has to step up and make plays like he did in the fourth quarter last week, he does. Otherwise, they're going to lean on Brees Hall. They're going to lean a little bit on Michael Carter as well. They're going to have that running game be the lifeblood of that offense, and they're going to try and make the throwing and running somewhat close to equal. They're going to chew up the clock. They're going to make sure that Zach Wilson doesn't have to play hero ball, and that is going to be the formula going forward, ideally for the Jets. That's what they envisioned when they drafted Brees Hall in the second round, and this is exactly what they had in mind when they picked him because Brees Hall, as I said, absolutely carried the offense today. As we said, Zach Wilson played within himself, and I would expect to see a lot more of this going forward. It was a winning formula today. Obviously, when Zach Wilson has to step up and do a little bit more, he's going to do that. But going forward, if the Jets can play this type of style, this is what they are going to do. Wouldn't expect Brees Hall to get 200 yards every week, but you are going to see a very steady dose of Brees Hall every game going forward now. Yeah, and we saw it last time in Pittsburgh for the first time where he really kind of stepped up as the as the featured back and was the guy who got significantly more touches than Michael Carter, and it happened again today with Hall having 20 touches at, for 197 yards. Uh, Michael Carter had 10 carries and, and two catches, so eight, eight touches left, about the same as last week, about half the workload. And, and you know, when you, when you talk about Brees Hall not expecting him to have 200 yards every game, uh, that, that is correct because today – or what he did on Sunday was a historic performance. Uh, just to go through some of the numbers here, uh, I'll start with that 79-yard reception where he shrugged off Holland at the 20, and, and, and the cornerback, whose name I'm not going to try to pronounce, 
grabbed his leg around the uh, the seven and he carried him all the way to the one. By the way, on, on both of his catches, the other one was uh, a 22-yarder, I guess, or a 21-yarder because I added up to 100. He, he finished on the one-yard line, so probably wishing the field was, was about a yard shorter. He would have had three touchdowns today. Um, but the 79-yard catch was the longest ever by a Jets rookie, and the second longest reception in franchise history, the only one that was longer was – Sam Donald to Robbie Anderson for 92-yard touchdown back in 2019 against the Cowboys, which I'm sure you remember. Um, his 197 total yards were the most by a franchise or, or most by a rookie in franchise history and the, seven, and the 14th most by any Jets player ever in a game. He's also the only NFL player this year with 100 receiving yards or more and 95 rushing yards in the same game and only the fifth player in the last decade to do it. And um, he became the fourth NFL rookie since 1970 with at least 100 receiving yards and 80 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown in the same game. Um, and the other guys on that list are Herschel Walker, Joey Galloway, and Alvin Kamara. So, so pretty good company there for Brees Hall and a pretty awesome day. As for Zach Wilson, I, I agree with what you said. And I think, you know, while the numbers weren't impressive and while he didn't do much, I think the throw he had at the – top of the uh, fourth quarter there to Corey Davis for 21 yards was a real tone setter and, and kind of like, you know, we're here and, and ready for this moment. Uh, and I thought that was a big deal. And, and, you know, this is a difficult matchup for Wilson with all the blitzes and, and the variation in the blitzes. And I think he had trouble with it today, but the fact that he didn't make a, a, a mistake and, and stood in there and, and took the punishment and, and was willing to lower his head when he had to to get yards and to get that touchdown. I think all of that is a good sign that he kind of understands, like, his role in the offense and, and when to push and when not to. Last week in Pittsburgh in the fourth quarter, he obviously was the guy who was, you know, tasked to, to make things happen, and, and he did that today. That it wasn't necessary, and, and he handled that well, too. And I think even though the numbers aren't, impressive that that's a very good sign overall for the Jets moving forward and and I think the fact that Brees Hall has shown what he's shown already and and, and it's the second time really that the Jets have had a rookie kind of take over when it mattered and win a game for them this year and I, I just think that's that bodes well for the future that these guys you know they haven't been perfect and and Brees Hall certainly hasn't been perfect this year he's made some mistakes and and some big ones, but the fact that they have the confidence, both the team has the confidence in these in these rookies, and that these guys have the confidence to make game-winning plays at this stage in their career, um, it does show that the, the Jets are kind of turning a new page here. They, there's still a lot to clean up and a lot of work to do for, for this team, but I, I think all of that is very encouraging for the future. No big stars among the receivers or tight ends today. Corey Davis, the leading receiver besides Brees Hall, at two catches for 38 yards, which means he still came out ahead of his daily fantasy player projection over at prizepicks.com. I recommended taking him as one of your players. Another one that I recommended was Tyler Conklin, who unfortunately had zero catches for zero yards. His only contribution to this game was a negative one. He got called for a penalty. He's been very disappointing so far this season. If you want to play like I do every week over at prizepicks.com, just head over there, 
and check out their daily fantasy player projections. Pick two to five players, and if they do better or worse than their projections, you can win up to 10 times the money you put in. You can do NFL, college football, basketball, hockey, baseball, whatever you want. It's all there at prizepicks.com. Playing is very simple. You only play against the projections. You don't play against anybody else. Go to prizepicks.com. Use the promo code PLAJ, and they will match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. Put in 100 bucks, they'll give you 100 bucks. Put in 50 bucks, they'll give you 50 bucks. Go to prizepicks.com right now. Use the promo code PLAJ, and they will match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. Like I said, Andy, Tyler Conklin, very poor performance again. This has not been a good season for him so far. We did have a CJ Ozama sighting. I was making a joke earlier in the day that I was wondering if he was a figment of our imagination like Bruce Willis in The Sixth Sense, but he actually did something today. Not a lot, but at least he registered on the stat sheet, which is a nice change. The offensive line shifted around again. Dwayne Brown made his first start of the season coming off IR. Elijah Vera Tucker shifted to right tackle a position. He never played in college. This is his fourth position now, by the way, in the pros. He held up okay. The O-line was not great today. Run blocking, not great. Zach Wilson was under some heavy heat at times, but they're just getting their sea legs, guys moving around. I think this is going to be the group at offensive line you're going to see for a while until George Fant and or Max Mitchell comes off injured reserve. That's because, as John Benton said earlier in the week, John Benton, the Jets offensive line coach, the goal is to get the five best offensive linemen on the field. And there's no question that the combination of Dwayne Brown and Elijah Vera Tucker at tackle, Nate Herbig and Lakin Tomlinson at guard, and Connor McGovern at center is the best combination that the Jets can put on the field. Herbig in particular has been very good since coming in at guard. Another example of why it's so important to have depth at these positions, because without Nate Herbig, the Jets would be in a lot of trouble, right? Yeah, I'm going to disagree with you slightly on your Tyler Conklin take, just because uh, if you look at the Jets' tight end numbers from from recent history, and uh, he's already almost surpassed like what the Jets' leading tight end had last year, I will say he's been disappointingly inconsistent. He has contributed. He has been, uh, I guess, a you know, a valuable part of the offense with 21 catches already. I think Ryan Griffin led the Jets with 26 catches last year. Uh, Andy, I understand what you're saying, and I'm not saying that he's been worse than recent Jets tight ends. That's a very low bar. All I'm saying is that in the first two weeks, he had a fumble in each of those games. Last week against the Steelers, a ball bounced off his chest and led to an interception, and today he got called for a really costly penalty. So I know that he has contributed, like you said, some solid reception numbers, but he's also had a lot of negative plays, and that is not good. It's very disappointing the way that he started off the season overall. You're not going to change my mind on that, but I respect <laughs> your opinion. Um, I, I do think he's been an important player for the offense, and I think he needs to clean up the mistakes, and I think he would be the first person to say that. Um, so we'll just agree to disagree on that one. But uh, Nate Herbig, first of all, he's talk about unsung guy. I mean, he definitely yeah. gave the Jets some stability there. Uh, and, and I think they made the right decision by moving Elijah Vera Tucker around. And Elijah Vera Tucker, I mean, you're talking now four different positions, starting at four different positions in 21 games, three different positions in the last three weeks. And from left, you know, from right guard to left tackle to right tackle. Uh, I don't think, you know, physically it's a challenge, but I think mentally 
because of the keys and the different things that, that offensive linemen are asked to do based on where they're at and, and identifying what the defense is doing, it, it's, it's a more impressive mental feat even than what he's doing physically. And, uh, you know, everyone you ask in that locker room is super impressed by it. I, I think if this is the lineup until George Fant comes back and the Jets will have some some decisions to make when Fant comes back and when if if and when Max Mitchell comes back after being placed on IR, I think you'll see what we've seen before, which is when the line gets a chance to play a couple games together in the same configuration, it's usually uh, significantly better the next time. But I would would agree with you that they didn't handle everything so well against the Dolphins, and and part of that is because the Dolphins are known as a team that you know really varies what they do as as you know, pass rushing and brings a lot of heat. And when you got five guys playing together for the first time and, and Dwayne Brown, by the way, looked pretty good in, in his de- debut. And I think that's encouraging as well. Uh, when you have, you know, five guys playing together for the first time, that's where you're going to have the issues is, is stuff like blitz pickups and, and, and that sort of stuff. And, and I think that was an issue today, but again, the jets found a way to, to get the job done and, and I think that's encouraging because we've been talking about for so long, uh, when are they going to show this progress? When are they going to take advantage of the opportunities in front of them? And, and today, you know, this was a 19-17 game really in the fourth quarter. It, it could have gone the other way. And it, certainly they were under pressure to win without, you know, Teddy Bridgewater in there. And with, when Taron Armstead goes out, uh, you know, this feels like a game you have to win. And, and they could have played the, the final – quarter like the first three quarters went but but they didn't and let's give them credit for that Andy let's also give them credit for handling what was in front of them because Tua Tagovailoa is the quarterback that the Dolphins built their roster around he was obviously out of this game we know the whole situation with him Teddy Bridgewater Jets legend steps in for the Dolphins today and on the first drive he gets called for intentional grounding in the end zone due to pressure from Sauce Gardner Sus Gardner also knocked him down on the play, which knocked him out of the game. He went to be checked for concussion. He cleared concussion protocol, but after what's gone on the last couple of weeks, he was not able to return to the game. So Skylar Thompson, a seventh-round rookie, comes into this game, and he didn't look so great throwing the football, but that had to be expected. The Jets had to take advantage of this, and in some ways they did because Skylar Thompson didn't do a ton through the air, 19 of 33, 166 yards. The two biggest plays of this game through the air were actually pass interference penalties. One on Sauce Gardner, the other on DJ Reed. Both were questionable. And so that was the biggest key for the Jets' defense here is that instead of having to play a competent and experienced Teddy Bridgewater, they were up against Skylar Thompson. Now, they did terribly against the run. And a lot of this has to do with Raheem Mostert's speed, particularly to the outside. The Jets just couldn't handle it. 18 carries, 113 yards, and a touchdown. Dolphins were the 29th-ranked rushing offense heading into this game. But as you heard Alf Arteaga from the 3 Yards Per Carry podcast say earlier in the week on Know Your Foe, last week Mostert started to get more carries and was successful. So you had to figure he was going to get more this week. The Dolphins may very well have found the formula that works for them on the ground. Still, absolutely no excuse for the Jets to have this poor of a performance against the running game, particularly when there was a quarterback that you knew couldn't do much Mm -hmm. throwing the ball. Tyreek Hill, seven catches, 47 yards, was the Dolphins' leading receiver. He also had two carries for 13 yards. 
So he wasn't the explosive factor that you were expecting. Of course, like I said, everything sort of ties back to Skylar Thompson being the one who played in this game. Jalen Waddell also three catches for 23 yards. There was a pass interference penalty on Michael Carter that I forgot to mention, too, on Jalen Waddell. So those were the three biggest plays. They were all pass interference. At one point, somebody joked, the Dolphins' game plan is outside runs with Raheem Mostert and chuck the ball up and hope for pass interference penalties. That is essentially what happened. But all of that said, Andy, you look at the final score, it was 40-17, to but guess what? In the fourth quarter, the game was very much still on the table. The Dolphins set up for what would have been the go-ahead field goal they missed, and that's when the Jets took the ball and started the momentum swing that got them 21 points in the fourth quarter. If you want to talk about the standouts on defense, though, we already talked about Sauce Gardner. He did have a controversial pass interference penalty, but had his first career interception, had that big pressure that led to Teddy Bridgewater getting called for intentional grounding in the end zone, which led to a safety for the Jets, also knocked Teddy Bridgewater out of the game. And beyond Sauce, let's just say this right now, Quinn and Williams was absolutely outstanding. He's been the best player on this team so far. There have been some pretty good players on this team, but Quentin Williams is dominating. He's playing at an all-pro level. Another sack for him. A couple of huge pressures. Of course, he also picked up that fumble that Carl Lawson knocked loose and made the play that led to one of the most viewed clips of the day, which was, of course, Quentin Williams returning the ball, Tyreek Hill getting his path, and Quentin Williams just shoving him aside like he was a sack of grapes. You know that a lot of Jets fans really cheered that on after Tyreek Hill picked the Dolphins over the Jets in the offseason. Carl Lawson played very well today, too. A bunch of pressures got that strip sack that led to Quentin Williams picking up the ball and returning it for what would eventually lead to another Jets touchdown late in the fourth quarter. More steady play, too, from Sheldon Rankins, who looked good today. Overall, this Jets defense, Andy, did very poorly against the run, but They were in this kid's face all day. As you said, took advantage of Taron Armstead coming out of the game early, which is another huge advantage that the Jets had. But got to be able to capitalize on that. The Jets did. And like you said, one of the big themes over the last few weeks, not in the Cincinnati game, but against Pittsburgh, against Cleveland, and then today against the Miami Dolphins, finishing in the fourth quarter. Strong fourth quarter play. The Jets' defense stepped up and made plays when they needed to in the fourth quarter. So did the offense. So that is very encouraging. A mixed bag from the defense here, but there's no question about it. There are players here that are making an impact in a way that hasn't been seen on this team in a long time. Sauce Gardner, for one. Quinton Williams, the most dominant player of them all. And then today, Carl Lawson playing spectacularly as well. With the Sauce penalty, I thought he got his head around a little late, but but looking back on it, I don't... I think there's a legitimate beef there. I'm, I'm not 100% sure that was a penalty because I, I, I'm not sure. I, I thought there was mutual contact. Let's just say that. The DJ Reed one, I thought that was a penalty. And I think DJ would like to have that back. And I think if he knew where the ball was going to land, he, he, wouldn't have, he wouldn't have grabbed the receiver there. Um, and I don't remember the Michael Carter one. Uh, with Quinn and Williams, you know, uh, one of the things – I, I see and, and hear a lot of on social media or sometimes in my emails is like, he doesn't get any sacks. He's not that good. They shouldn't pay him. If that's your opinion at this point on Quentin Williams as a Jets fan, um, you, you either aren't watching closely enough 
or you don't understand the game. I'm sorry. I know people will get <laughs> mad at me for saying that, but it's just honesty. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, this kid is already one of the best defensive tackles in the league, and now he's starting to make an argument as being in that very top tier. I mean, they have to double-team him every time. Uh, he's, a, he's a force. He's a freak, and, and he's making it. Every, every game he seems to make a huge play that has a huge impact. And I don't know what else. What do you want from him? I mean, have, did we not learn from the Leonard Williams thing? Like, Leonard Williams is a pretty damn good football player. He, didn't, he doesn't get to the quarterback as much as you'd like, maybe, but he still impacts games. Quinnen Williams is, is doing even more than Leonard Williams was. This is not a question. This is the facts. This is how it is. And he's just very good, and he's playing at a very high level right now. Uh, and, and he's also doing it with a pretty good attitude. So I, I don't know what else Jets fans want from him. Uh, because it, it's been impressive, and, and obviously, um, you know, if you want to fault him for not getting into the end zone, fine, but but that was a pretty – you talk about one of the loudest moments at MetLife today, what he did to Tyreek Hill, uh, <laughs> was, was something that not just the fans enjoyed, I think several players in the Jets' locker room enjoyed, given Hill's comments after he chose the Dolphins, and we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, agree with you on Carl Lawson with a big day. Uh, you know, obviously it was set up in the fourth quarter once the Jets got up by nine that, that the Dolphins were have to throw the ball. And, and I, you know, you saw the Jets pass rush step up then when it had to. You would have liked to have seen more early in the game. But still, um, an overall good day. And I think a guy who flew under the radar um, more than he should have was John Franklin Myers. I mean, he, had a, he also had a monster day. On Sauce's interception, he had the, the pressure. He maybe even hit Thompson's arm to help make that happen. Um, and, and he was just seemingly in the backfield. He was the one guy who was in the backfield from start to finish and, and I think had a huge impact on this game. Uh, and I thought that was an impressive performance from John Franklin Myers. They, they've got to figure out what's going on against the run, like you said. Uh, and I think this was a unique situation – you know, a team that, that is uniquely suited to have success against them because the Jets are particularly strong against the run in the middle and, and not so good on the outside. But um, they've got to figure it out because they're going to play Miami again, you know, potentially week 18, a game that potentially matters a lot. And, uh, the, you know, the Dolphins obviously have figured out a way to, to gash them when they were not anywhere near full strength. If, if they're at full strength at that point in the season, this is a problem the Jets got to get fixed. And other teams are going to see this and try to do the same thing. So they, they better figure out how to fix it quickly because it was a huge issue today. And the, the biggest reason the Dolphins were in this game as long as they were. It's that outside speed, Andy. That's what they have problems with. They really got to fix it. I got to give Mike McDaniel credit, by the way. They call him an offensive genius. And he sure adjusted to his circumstances today. As we said before, he had the Dolphins competitive all the way into the fourth quarter in a game where nobody would have expected that, considering what happened. So kudos to Mike McDaniel. I think he really showed people what he's made of today. Tyreek Hill on that play with Quinton Williams, I was joking. It was like he was shoving him in the ground and saying, get out of New Jersey, go back to Miami with your zero state income taxes. Don't come back. Because if you recall, Tyreek Hill mentioned that one of the biggest determining factors in him not wanting to come to the Jets over the Dolphins is the difference in state income taxes. So thought that was pretty funny that 
Quinn and Williams got a bit of a measure of revenge on behalf of Jets fans there. Let's talk a little bit about injuries, Andy. Anybody hurt? Any news there? The most significant injury was Jermaine Johnson uh, left with an ankle injury in the second half. He was in the locker room in a walking boot, tweeted that that it wasn't a big deal, uh, but in a walking boot, that usually means a more serious ankle sprain. Uh, you know, I'm sure we won't know if it's the, the high ankle or whatever, but, you know, I would expect him to miss some sort of time, but 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 you, you never know. Um, and I think that was the only major one. I think that was it. Let's go inside the locker room now, Andy. We heard from Robert Sallow. We heard from Zach Wilson as usual. What did they have to say, and what did everybody else in the locker room have to say after the game? Yeah, one of one of the things I thought was interesting is that Sala was asked about that first defensive play call of the game, which was an unusual one for the Jets to bring Sauce Gardner on a corner blitz. And it just so happened that after a, a nice punt by Braden Mann, the, the Dolphins were pinned back, um, I think, on the one or two yard line. And, and, it, and it worked out, um, obviously, because Teddy Bridger, Bridgewater didn't expect it, ended up throwing it to nobody, getting called for intentional grounding, which is a safety, and then getting knocked out of the game. Um, on that play, Robert Sala was was kind of coy and hinted that they had seen something, or basically they probably knew something from their time with McDaniel that they wouldn't expect that, and, and they, they capitalized on it. So he wouldn't get into details on that, but kind of the chess game that we saw a week between these two guys who are, who are obviously close as, as people and had to put that aside today uh, for the sake of football. Uh, but yeah, Salah said he'll, he'll keep it in-house, the thought process behind that blitz. But it was definitely something that they they were um, aiming toward. Uh, on Brees Hall, everybody was obviously impressed with him. Salah said he's awesome, he's an explosive player, and when we drafted him, it's because we wanted a home run hitter. He was that home run hitter today. And obviously with that 79 yard reception and, and a couple other, you know, 20 plus yard plays that bore to be true. Um, you know, on the fourth quarter, Salah just said that, you know, this is kind of who we're becoming. And, and like, we feel like in the fourth quarter, it, it's time to win. And, and, and clearly they've shown that they can do that in, in recent weeks. Um, trying to think of what else he said on Zach Wilson. He said he thought he was good. Um, he made the big throws when he needed to, like I said, including that 21 yarder to start the fourth quarter to Corey Davis. Um, and then he said, basically once the run game picked up in the, in the second quarter, he did exactly what we asked him to do. Um, and, and everybody had high praise for Elijah Vera Tucker, including Sala. Um, he gave Nate Herbig credit as well. Um, and, and you know, kind of joke that they might take, they might uh, start AVT at quarterback next week. I think that's because <laughs> Zach Wilson at, at that point was actually sitting in the front row of the uh, media room waiting for his turn at the podium. So, but, but it was still a, a funny moment and like, obviously a, a, a good day for the jets in terms of everybody was in a pretty good mood. Um, you know, Zach Wilson praised Brees Hall didn't really have much to say, just said he was happy with, um, you know, the way that, that he managed the game. And, and, you know, it doesn't always have to be the way it was last week. One of the interesting things he said is he was asked about the AFC uh, East 
losing streak, which was snapped after after 12 games, so like two full seasons without a win in the AFC East. Wilson said, you know, that happened, that started before I got here, and it started before a lot of the other guys got here, so it didn't really mean that much to us. We're trying to create our own identity, um, our own, you know, who we are and, and what we're about, and we, we don't really care about what happened before. What, what we care about is kind of what we did today and what we were able to do to win this game. And, and I thought that's definitely like a rallying cry that that's in the locker room right now. And something that's interesting moving forward. Uh, and the first time I've really seen a team like kind of credibly say as a whole, uh, at least a Jets team that, that they don't, you know, feel kind of, the burden that's been on them since before they got here. And it, it felt believable. And I think that's definitely of note. Dwayne Brown, uh, who's obviously been in the league for a while, was asked about Brees Hall. And he said, Brees is a special back. He, he does a lot for us on front. When you have someone like that and you can continue to turn out those yards, especially when the defense knows that you want to run the ball, it's a great feeling. And he said, hearing the chants, um, Elijah Vera Tucker said that, that, you know, hearing those chants, uh, of Brees throughout the day was a really good feeling for the offensive line because they knew what a huge role they were playing. Uh, Michael Carter had a great quote on Elijah Vera Tucker basically saying, um, you know, if he's not in the Pro Bowl, and then people don't know what they're doing or they're blind or something like that. I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but, but the point is taken. And, and then the most interesting stuff to me was said by John Franklin Myers about um, Tyree Kill. And, and Franklin Myers had a tweet that kind of summed up his feelings where he said, Jets who, if you remember back in March when Hill agreed to go to sign an extension with the Dolphins and said the Jets, at his press conference when he was asked how close he was to signing with the Jets, he was like, who? The Jets? He says, I was always coming to Miami. Now he tried to walk that back a bit this week and say, you know, it, it was close, very close with the Jets, but, you know, state income taxes, I had to be a grown-up. But the Jets heard what he said, and and I think, you know, not everybody in the locker room said it as directly as uh, John Franklin Myers did, but John Franklin Myers said he thought, you know, what Tyreek Hill said back then was disrespectful. He didn't like it, and and, and that's why he took extra pleasure in, in what Quinnen Williams was able to do to Hill and Sheldon Rankins had some great comments. He didn't say anything specifically about what um, Tyreek said back then, but just his general glee um, in in what happened, I thought was was pretty funny in, in his description of it. He basically said that you know, as a big man, the the, the goal is to get in the touchdown, get into the end zone, and do a dance. But if you can't do that, the next best thing is to, you know, send a guy flying to the turf, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, with, with your arm. And, and he got, he went to a very, I'm not going to be able to do as well as he did, but, a, but a whole, like, he broke down his perspective of the play. I wrote, I wrote the whole thing at, at NJ.com, but uh, it was cool. And then he ended again. Like I will say uh, scoring a touchdown is the best, but if you can't do that, you know, making a guy fly through the air to the turf, that doesn't suck. Um, was the general message there. So, I, you know, obviously a very happy Jets locker room. Um, you know, obviously a, a huge day for them. Sauce Gardner finally, after seemingly everyone else in the defense, has his first pick. Uh, 
he, he was happy about that. And he's really happy about what the Jets are, are kind of building here. And, and I think that was kind of the overall feeling in the locker room is that, you know, we're building, we're not going to be defined by the past. We're going to build something new. Obviously easy to say after two wins in a row and if you're three and two, let's see what it looks like in a few weeks. But um, yeah, that, that was the, the vibe in the locker room, a, a very happy and confident locker room. And, uh, for good reason, because they did what they were supposed to do today. Andy, the Jets win this one 40-17 at MetLife Stadium against the Miami Dolphins. It's the first time they've won a divisional matchup since week 17 of the 2019 season when they went to Buffalo and beat the Bills, who were resting all of their starters because they had clinched a playoff spot. This is the first time they have been above 500. Since Sam Darnold's debut and the Jets were 1-0 after beating the Detroit Lions, they won back-to-back games. They've won three of the last four. The young players are playing very well. The rookies are ahead of schedule. If you're a Jets fan right now, you have got to be very, very happy with what you're seeing. Andy Vasquez of NJ.com, thanks so much for coming on and talking about all this with me. Really appreciate it. For those that want to follow you on social media and check out everything you're doing over at NJ.com, how can they follow you on social media? And what do you got cooking over at NJ.com? Yeah, it's Andy Vasquez or Andy underscore Vasquez on Twitter by Andy Vasquez on Instagram. And yeah, at NJ.com, we have a full breakdown of all the rookies performances today. Uh, you know, the key contributors, how they looked. Uh, also, the, the rookies mindset and and. Uh, how they're ready for this moment and, and to contribute. And obviously they played a huge role today. We have takeaways from what we saw in this game and, and, and kind of what the Jets proved by what they did in the fourth quarter. We'll have something on Brees Hall on Monday morning, uh, more on, on the Jets establishing an identity, a look, a more detailed look at Zach Wilson's day. Uh, and obviously what's next. Uh, Zach Wilson, uh, is now through 15 career games going to kind of stack up where other guys have been through 15 games and, and what it means for Wilson moving forward. Uh, and obviously the Jets have a very interesting matchup this weekend against the Packers coming up, a Packers team that's going to be a bit peeved after what happened over on the other side of the pond on Sunday against the Giants. So we'll have a full preview of that and obviously full coverage from Green Bay Um as the Jets prepare for what should be a tough test against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and the chance to go two games over 500 for the first time since 2015. Make sure you follow Andy on social media and read his work over at NJ.com. Check out everything we're doing over at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. The Thunder from Down Under, Luke Grant, has got some fantastic All-22 breakdowns up there. And you better believe you are going to get an All-22 breakdown of Brees Hall's performance from this game against the Miami Dolphins sometime this week. So make sure you're watching all of our videos and subscribe to our channel if you haven't already. YouTube.com slash play like a jet. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams, bless you, thank you shirt. The Zach says go long shirt. The Zach the Ripper shirt. The play like a jet logo shirt. Caps, mugs, hoodies, it's all there. tpublic.com, T-E-E-Public.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes. If you haven't done that already, easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and Play Like a Jet.
ChumbaCasino.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.